Do you have ears? Well, make sure they're wide open so you can hear the hidden whoopee cushion sound in this episode. the Grow Your Mind podcast, a show where kids teach kids how to take care of their mental health and learn ways to be resilient. But for now, let's kick it off with... Boggle your, your brain. brain! Most living creatures need a brain to survive, right? But some animals can survive without one. That's freaky! They include... The sea star, the sea cucumber, the sea lily, sea urchin, sea anemone, sea squirt, sea sponge, coral, and the Portuguese manual. How incredible is that? Hey listeners, in this episode you'll hear some super cool ways to do your bit for the environment. And how taking these small steps isn't just brilliant for Mother Earth, but it's also a superpower for your mental health. Hey, would you rather sing all your sentences for a week or wake up at 5am every morning and eat Brussels sprouts for five days in a row? I would rather sing because I hate Brussels sprouts. What about this one? Would you rather eat your dog's vomit or your cat's poo? And you can't say neither, you have to choose one. I can't choose, that's way too extreme. Extreme? Do you know what's extreme? The weather and the state of our planet, that's extreme. And what are you two doing about it? Nothing! Just sitting here playing, would you rather about meaningless topics? Here's what you should be asking. Would you rather all of our polar ice caps to melt and the polar bears to slowly, painfully drown? Or would you rather the mass extinction of beautiful animals because of the loss of habitat? Dude. That is extreme. No, it's a fact. Sure, it's a fact, but it's way too early in the morning for all this end-of-the-world doom and gloom stuff. Would you rather freak your friends out about climate change or inspire them to take action to help? Fair call. I'm sorry. I guess you're right. I just feel really overwhelmed. We hear all this stuff about climate change. We see bushfires getting bigger and more terrifying every year. And then I hear these things like, the next generation will be able to solve these problems. But I don't think I can. Hey, remember what we were talking about on the episode on resilience? Try and focus on what you can control and let go of the stuff that you can't. Let's do it together. Let's brainstorm all the things we can control when it comes to helping the planet. We could recycle. Take three for the sea. Compost our food. Have shorter showers. We could write to politicians and demand they stop burning fossil fuels and do more about climate change. We could walk or ride to school instead of getting a lift in the car. Buy less new clothes and instead use more second-hand stuff. Is this brainstorming helping? Kind of. It still feels bigger than that. I think we need to invent a machine to solve all our environmental problems and help us feel less anxious. Yeah, maybe the machine could swallow pollution and spit out oxygen. And when you're near it, you feel more relaxed. Yeah, let's get the brightest and most brilliant researchers in the room together and ask them to make this miraculous pollution gobbling relaxation producing machine um your machine sounds a lot like a tree oh of course trees 
trees already transform carbon dioxide into oxygen, and their branchy leafy greenness makes everyone feel more relaxed. Forget the room for the brainiacs. Forget the machine. Let's plant trees. Hey, you know who always has loads of excellent ideas? Let's take it to the experts. Let's take it to the experts. Do you think one person can make a difference to helping the environment? Yes, you can, because when one person does something, it's like a little change, and with a lot of little changes, it's a big change. Yes, because one person has made a difference before, and someone can do it again. It's like kindness is contagious. What things do you do to help the environment? I pick up plastic in my own neighbourhood. Um, I walk to school a lot, so I don't have to use petrol for my car. I'm vegetarian. I buy sushi in my own containers. I have a plastic-free lunch and I walk to school. I pick up things at the beach that's floating in the sea, um, like plastic bottles. I use beeswax wraps instead of plastic wrap for my lunch, so I minimise the amount of waste I use. I write um, environmental leaflets and I put it in my neighbour's letterboxes. What things does your school do to help the environment? We have an environment club. We separate the plastic um, between the compost. We try to use less plastic lunches. We have soft plastic bins so that we can recycle plastic and then we take it to the supermarket where you can recycle the plastic. Our school does a co-op veggie box. On Clean Up Australia Day, our whole school goes and cleans up. We write to the government and ask them to listen to us. Why do you think the government doesn't do enough to protect the environment? They don't care. They don't want to invest in the future. Um, they think the next generation will be able to solve it. There's only one problem, money. Um, one of the government's biggest money makers is coal and everything that is bad for the environment and our world kind of revolves around that at the moment and it's like really hard for them to completely change the economy whilst the economy is also going down right now. They don't care about it because they're probably going to be dead by the time that all this happens. What things could the government do to help the environment? Encourage electric cars. I think the government should support climate change strikes and listen. They should plant more trees and have more parks and discourage oil drilling. They should not support gas and coal companies and they should ban plastic. Ban single-use plastic bags. I would ban people leaving rubbish on beaches. If you could invent something to help the environment, what would it be? A giant laser that goes up into space and it shoots down a magenta like beam and then it stops climate change. You could make this thing that you put on your shoe and when you step over rubbish, it like makes it disintegrate. I would make a teleportation device so uh, planes and cars wouldn't be used. A robot that can go underwater and suck up all the garbage and the sea. I'd like to make a big air cleanup that floats around in the world and cleans all the greenhouse gases so that it doesn't um, make a bigger hole in our ozone layer. So I would make a machine that like camouflages and it beeps whenever they see someone litter so they stop and pick it up. 
Our invented sponge suit, which when you swim, it absorbs all the plastic in the ocean. What do you think Earth will look like in 2040 if we all take action to protect the environment? There'll be lots of electric cars and there'll be greenery everywhere and lots more animals will be alive. There will be more urban farms and less carbon dioxide in the air. The air will be cleaner than it is today. There will be less people who are sad. There'll be a lot of special machines and everyone will have a lot more pets. I reckon the oceans won't be polluted and I reckon the coal won't be bleached and then lots of the animals will be surviving because they'll have somewhere to live like comfortably and like happily. I think our world will be really beautiful in 2040 because people are going to be happy that we've got such a clean place and that we took like part in climate action and that we fixed it and I think that I really want to be in 2040 to see what it's like because I hope it's really good. Just a quick poll, what animal are you most worried about when it comes to climate change? Vaquitas, because there's only 60 left in the world. Polar bears and bees. Koalas. Penguins and tigers. Koala, probably. Thanks to the experts for those interesting ideas. What about you? What animal are you most worried about when it comes to climate change? Press pause now and have a think. Now it's time for a story from the animals. But get this, this story takes place in someone's brain. What difference can one person make? Seriously, what's the point? They tell me to have shorter showers, recycle, throw out less food, but I'm just one person. How is that really going to help the planet? Animals, I need your help. I need a story. Not an epic tale about an incredible nine-year-old like Ridma Pandey, who filed a lawsuit against the Indian government for failing to act against climate change. Not a story like that. And don't remind me of 11-year-old Yola Maguana from Cape Town, South Africa, who volunteers with the Earth Child Project. It's pretty daunting hearing about a kid who's making sure environmental education happens in classrooms across Africa. She even presents at schools to explain how it's often the poor people who are affected the most by climate change. I can't even speak in front of my class. What difference can I make? Elephant here. Remember the Dr. Seuss story? The Lorax? Unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. What if I don't care? Will it matter? Sensitive octopus here. I can see that you do actually care. Your heart races when you hear about animals facing extinction. You feel strong emotions when a politician is not doing enough for the environment. The butterflies in your tummy shows me you are worried about deforestation. I conclude you do care. In fact, you care a lot. Yeah, but nothing I do could really change anything. I bet you can't tell me one story about small actions making a big difference. Elephant here again. Let me press pause on all those powerful stories of young people making a ginormous difference. Hmm. Ooh, yes, this should do it. It's the story of the starfish. One morning, two children and their father were walking along the shore after a massive storm the night before. They discovered the entire beach littered with starfish as far as the eye could see. 
The youngest child started picking up the starfish and throwing them back into the sea. Her brother looked perplexed and asked, What are you doing? What does it look like? She replied. I'm throwing the starfish back into the ocean. They can't get back into the sea by themselves, and when the sun gets high in the sky, they'll die unless we get them back into the water. The brother looked dubious and replied, There are literally thousands of starfish on this beach. We can't possibly get to them all. So what difference will it make if we only throw a few of them back in? The girl bent down and picked up another starfish and threw it as far as she could into the water. Then she turned to her brother, smiled and replied, It made a big difference to that one. Hmm, I think I understand. Wiesel, can you help me make sense of that story, please? I certainly can. This story shows us that even though you might not be able to change the entire world, you absolutely can change a small part of it for someone or something. Hey, guard dog, next time I'm feeling overwhelmed or defeated, can you please remember that doing nothing isn't helpful and that even doing the smallest act of kindness can actually make a big difference? Guard dog here. Roger that. Eliminating the threat response and so overwhelmed by the enormity of a challenge that you do nothing response and replacing them with a sense of opportunity. Elephant here. Just wrapping things up. I've sent a reminder to our long-term memory that we need to break down big challenges into smaller pieces and take those one step at a time. Or should I say, one starfish at a time. Over and out. Keep listening to the Grow Your Mind podcast because coming up, we've got episodes on gender, grief and resilience plus play and joy. And did you know there are lesson plans and colouring in sheets that go with each episode? You'll find them and more at growyourmind.life. If you're inspired to take action after listening to this episode, you can write a letter to your local politician or even the Prime Minister. Head to growyourmind.life and print out an advocacy postcard to send today. When you get there, you'll even find ideas of what you can write. Come on, let's make a difference.